Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lower Education. I'm joined by my always lovely co-host, Rob Thompson. And the even lovelier professor, Matt Tronowski. Oh, you're too kind. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that in the shower the other day, and maybe I shouldn't say I was thinking about you in the shower, but... I I was about to say, thinking about me being lovely in the shower. I realized, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm not the good, I'm not the best co-host because every time you just have this great introduction and I just say, hey. So I'm like, you know what? Let's make a point to, uh, you know, respect our homies, show love for our homies. We kiss our homies goodnight. So I wanted to, (laughs) I wanted to, uh, I wanted wanted to start off uh, with a little appreciation for my professor. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, quick, quick professor's note, uh, class scheduling note. Uh, sorry, we've been we've been taking a week off or two, um, but some of us have real jobs. Unlike Rob, no, I'm just joking. Um, but um, You're not wrong. yeah, so <laughs> no, you definitely have a real job. You've, well, you've been promoted. No, let me, I have not. Let me no. L- listen, let's let's tell the listeners what's really happening. Um, you as the teacher were put on administrative leave for inappropriate relationship with your students. Um, that and I used grant money to throw a party. <laughs> it's it's cool because all the kids got A's and they think I'm the they think I'm the coolest now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, I might have been on administrative leave, but you know, I'm the shit, and that's what really matters. <laughs> the parties weren't put on administrative leave. <laughs> oh no, not a chance. And don't worry, you know, we might have those. We might not have the grant money anymore. But uh, I know a few other sources of income, you know, if a student's uh, looking for some extra credit late in the semester or something <laughs> of the sort. There, not saying we, you can pay for we, your grades or anything, but, we you, might know, not, you know. Yeah, we might not do community service learning, but we're going to have a great time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that is what it is all <laughs> That's about. That's what college is. Uh-huh. I mean, so I was thinking since, you know, the first however many, like 15 episodes, we, we keep following the grades. And I don't know, last week we kind of ran out of grades. Do we just do like a Happy Gilmore thing? Not no, not Happy well, Gilmore, not Happy Gilmore. Uh, the, bu- bu- Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Do we just keep recycling? Um, <laughs> do I go back to kindergarten? Who knows? But uh, I guess we'll I guess we'll table that until we find a good substitute for just rolling through K through senior year of college and then just doing it all over again. So here's what I was thinking. If you had to think what is the 18th grade curriculum, what are the things you need to learn in the next year? What is it going to be? Or what are, what are some things you you think you are going to learn? That's like things that are going to happen. That's way better than Billy Madison. So so, so year 18, you, which means the second year out of college, let's see, which is kind of where we're at right now. Um, that is where we're at right I'm now. I'm going to have to like get a chart for this, by the way. We're going to lose track of this so fast. Okay, okay so let me think. Um, so year two out of college. What? And that's now. So like, what do I really want to learn more about? I can I can go yeah you got it yeah. first yeah. I have some idea okay so I think the time when like right before COVID hit I think a lot of us were getting to a time in our life where we're like hey let's like tone it down a little let's start like you know working on hobbies on the weekend like don't get me wrong I'll still go out and I'll, like one night and I'll get trash maybe two but I'm not gonna do like 
the Thursday to Sunday bender that that's, I've been going on actually, during the past few that's years. That's actually impossible now. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine it. So I think going like this year was resting year and the curriculum next year is just going to be straight post COVID debauchery. <laughs> I might have a kid. Uh, I might get rid of the thing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well no, so that's that's what I have noticed. Um based on a weird this is gonna be a weird segue, but based on the wide array of things, the spectrum that of things that can happen it's it's uh, trying to gauge where you're supposed to be at because you know we have those high school friends who have like my man college friends actually I don't know I don't know if I have any college friends who have had a kid yet but I have high school friends who have kids a lot of them are married and I'm just not that I mean, you know I'm not there so it's kind of just trying to figure out what your timeline is um, which for me I hope not all that happens like at 30 uh, but uh, yeah I, I'd rather I'd rather potentially drag out my antics of college and you'll have that other year of debauchery like you said rather than move towards the other end of which is settling down and starting a family that that makes me nauseous to think about yeah and i think a lot of people will say like ah like you guys are like starting to get into your mid-20s you got to be a little like more serious but like everyone i think I think everyone in general is granted a hall pass for this next year. If you're 60 and you just want to go get fucked up every night, go do it. Like that is your prerogative. Yeah, w- you, everyone gets a one year hall I pass. I was I was planning on calling this year 23 for me again, even though I'm 24. <laughs> I mean that's it's only right. It is. Yeah, we got to do the Jordan year over again. Yep. I mean, Kobe year's kind of hype, but never. I we had the worst Jordan year possible. Dude, our Jordan year included Kobe dying. <laughs> like, so, I guess that settles the question. 23 beat 24. Oh, God. I don't uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, that's what I think we're going to go do, do going forward. I think, uh, I think, like, that's a... I think this year, like, we both have the same curriculum for sure, just because, like, everyone's tied to COVID. But I'm sure, like, uh, as we get a little older, me and you will have different expectations of kind of what we're doing at that age. Yep. Um, so. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, I can definitely, I can, I can come with some material then, or, or my expectations for the later years. That's good. Oh, yeah. And especially once we get into, like, I mean, I assuming we're gonna make it to like the thirties and everything. It's gonna it's gonna get dark. It's gonna get so sad. <laughs> um well anyways, I guess that's a, a good way to jump into our topic. So for those of you or this podcast is going to be coming out uh, a week from today. Me and Rob are recording on what's today? Tuesday the twenty third? Yep. Rob. Yes. The Sunday when this is dropped, what are we going to be celebrating? Easter. We are going to be Let's celebrating go. Easter. I got one right. And and for our non-Judeo-Christian listeners, uh, can you tell us what Easter represents? Jesus coming back from the dead. He is risen. Exactly. Two so, two. 
There we go. Jesus came back from the dead after uh, after being crucified, and uh, you know he sits in the tomb for three days. Then he rises rises again and uh, opens the gates of heaven, and uh, you know allows everyone to be saved, and he he saved everyone. However, what if I told you there was a, another religious figure throughout history who rose from the dead not three days later, but seven months later? It sounds like well, it sounds like you're gonna make you're gonna be making us walk a very fine line in terms of our religion and uh, treading on blasphemy. But uh, let's let, let's hear it. Well. It's the Easter episode, so I figure, you know, this is a perfect time to tell us about the other Christian figure that rose from the dead, uh, Pope Formosus. So, Pope Formosus was a very unique pope because after he was dead for seven months, his corpse was put on trial. Did they actually put him like in the witness stand? Like it was just skeleton? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No. They got him dressed up and everything. That was, that was literally a joke I was making. But okay, cool. All right. I'll let you continue. Okay. So <laughs> we we gotta go back a little bit. So in I I mean, listen, as a I'd say I'm a, a, a lay Catholic at this point in my life, but you know, I'm gonna go to church on Palm Sunday and Easter. Um I'm sure my mom likes to hear that. But uh, I, I'll be one of the first to admit the Catholic Church does not have the most sparkling reputation both uh, throughout history and uh, today. Uh, would you agree with that statement, Rob? That is a fair statement. So, back in like the 800s and 900 AD, essentially the Catholic Church was this in this weird place where in the Holy Roman empire, there are a bunch of like city states and these city states are like constantly warring and trying to establish power. And there's this weird dynamic where, because you know, like the, the church kind of rules all at this time. Um, well, it kind of, we'll, we'll get into it, but, um, essentially every city state, likes to say like, oh, they have a mandate from God. So like, say me and your city states are like warring and I win. Essentially what happens is I immediately take over. I appoint the new Pope and then the new Pope is like, hey, you're you're the new like city state that rules. So like, although like I'm not the official ruler until the Pope declares me the ruler, but I also appoint the Pope. Does that make sense? I think... I think I think if you just keep explaining it, it'll it'll make sense. I'll I'll run through it one more time. Wait, should so I, say should I try to repeat uh, it back to you? Yes, okay. yeah, let's do that. So, two city states have their own popes, correct? To start, so they have their own popes. So no, All right, I'll start. Shit. So, <laughs> whoever whoever is in charge has the pope, and like like. Essentially, there's no like, there's no two popes at all. Like, if you are the ruling class, like you, you're the city that's the best. You'll have the pope. Gotcha. Okay, so let, let let's put it this way: Georgia and Florida are going to war. Um, 
So say Florida is currently the ruling class. Florida has previously said, hey, we're the better ones. We have the Pope. Like, and then the Pope goes, yeah, Florida's the best. The Pope would never After go the to Pope Florida, has, but continue. Yeah. Well, yeah. Being realistic, that would never happen. But anyways, so say Georgia one day, you know, we've been training the troops. Uh, we were working to, you know, get all the munitions up. And finally, we wage war on Florida and it's successful. Georgia wins. Go dogs. What Georgia? Yeah, go dogs. What Georgia then does is Georgia says, hey, uh, like we we need the Pope to grant us like the right to be like the divine kingdom and like officially declare us the winners. So although there's the like the the Florida Pope, we're like, all right, this guy, this Pope is like he's the real Pope now. And we put the other Pope on trial and then we kill him (laughs) and. And, like, our Pope that we nominated is now the new Pope. And then he goes, like, yeah, George is the best. Huh. Okay. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes. It's an interesting power dynamic that's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, because at Uh, first I thought they were just fighting over the one Pope, but then you say that Pope ends up getting put on trial and killed? Yeah, pretty much. What are the, or what, just like excommunicated. What did the Pope do to, to deserve this? Because at first I thought the Pope just transferred over to Georgia, and I'm like, the Pope kind of sounds like a front runner at this point. But <laughs> it sounds like their judgment well, was way worse. They're like, let's just. Well, see, the thing is, Florida picked their guy. So once we get in, we're like, we can't keep their guy around. We got to get our guy in there. But, so we say, hey, there can only be one guy, but it can't be Florida's guy. And we can't just let the poor Pope just walk. Like, hey, man, you weren't even fighting. Like, just you're just no longer the guy. We're just like, no, F.E. Florida, we're killing your Pope. <laughs> so, so I guess to give it some fair historical context, sometimes the Pope was a good guy. And, like, when the city-state would be like, hey, we want a new Pope, like, a lot of the, like, working class would get mad and then kind of, like, overthrow that city-state. And... Like, but sometimes the popes were also like just kind of like skeezy political figures, yeah, like who sense. like had a bunch of like prostitutes and whatnot, and like were just business figures. So it, it, there's some give and take in the sense where sometimes the pope was a good guy, and probably they were like, hey, we should let it walk. But oftentimes, like a pope would get in and be like, I can't have these other popes around. Like I need to get rid of all yeah. all of them, so we can only have one. That makes sense. And so essentially. They went through, like, 24 popes in, like, a 120-year period. Jeez. I know. That's a lot of popes. What, we've only, we're on our third pope, right, Seriously. of our lifetime? That sounds like the Methodist Church switching over their preachers every other two years. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, part of the reason, like, that you need the pope on your side is because the popes have, like, what's called papal infallibility which is like essentially they have a divine right from god kind of yeah and whatever so they say goes here's here's one question even the bad popes who do get axed let's say they were the corrupt ones the skeezy ones dare i say it the pedophiles if you can i don't think that's a dare i say that's it true i think that's, that's just true. yeah that's true i just i feel weird saying pedophile but it, we're talking about the catholic church and 
popes. I mean, it's yeah. happened. So yeah, I guess I shouldn't even dance around it. Um, my question is, if they're still the pope and you kill them, I mean, obviously we don't have the answers, but you you got to wonder what the implications are for the people who pulled the trigger, let the guillotine down, whatever, to a pope, even the bad ones. Yeah. I feel like oh. I feel like you've booked your ticket on like the Polar Express all the way to hell, like, and it's written on your ticket, <laughs> like it's punch, like the whole punch, like the dude in the movie, like killed Pope. It's ju- it's just Satan. He punches out hell on the <laughs> ticket really quick. Exactly. I'd like to think uh, you like so like say you're like some cardinal who's involved in overthrowing one Pope and establishing another. You get to heaven and you're like. God, I like uh, I devoted my whole life to the church and everything, and God just has a TV where he's like, "Let's run it back," and it just shows you like, like throwing a pope like into a river with rocks tied to him or something, and then like screaming and cheering afterward, and the cardinal's just like, "Okay, I get it." So, so next, so, so, so is it this elevator that I need to take down? Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> That would be, like, I like to imagine that God just has, like, a replay booth. And a lot of times, for most people, there's probably a lot of contested calls. You know, there's some highlights, there's some lowlights. But for some people, it's just like, all right, let's run the tape back. It's, it's, we have uh, concisive evidence, or conclusive evidence to confirm the call. This man had a cross on his body, and you threw him in the bottom of the river. (laughs) Um, yeah, not a, not a great look. Um, so essentially here, here's where we're going to start. So there is this Pope, um, and Pope Nicholas the first, and I don't know much about him, honestly, but so Formosus, the guy that gets put on trial, he gets sent to Bulgaria and he does such a good job that like everyone in Bulgaria loves him. They're like, this guy needs to be the next Pope. But at the time, Nicholas has um, essentially been overthrown while, uh, while Formosus is in Bulgaria and the new ruler, Charles the bald appoints a new Pope, which is, that's a tough name. (laughs) That's the name. Charles the bald. That's a what? tough name. Like, he didn't have any kind of accomplishments. They only pointed to the fact that he couldn't, can't grow hair. Also, like, even if he can't grow hair, you gotta have, like, you can have literally so many other things you're, about dude, you. You're you, a you could king. be like. It's, it, you get to decide. And also, like, think about it. There are kings who are named, like, Ivan the Terrible. Like,. That's better than Charles the Bald. I think he lost a bet, like, like with one of his brothers. Like, hey, I'm gonna be the king tomorrow, and like they're playing like a game of medieval poker. Like, hey, if I win this hand, you have to be Charles the Bald. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm sensitive about that. <laughs> I've tried everything; it just doesn't work. I've drinking all the tonics. The witches have used all their potions. Oh dang! Okay, hold on. Oh. It was actually a joke. Oh, it was a joke? So I'm reading it, which is honestly, this kind of makes it sick, because it's almost like a flex. It goes, 
It has been suggested that Charles's nickname was used ironically and not descriptively, i.e., that he was not in fact bald, but rather that he was extremely hairy. Oh. <laughs> Imagine you're like uh I don't know, some foreign diplomat from like you're you're meeting with the the Russians or whatever, and your two kingdoms are trying to determine how to marry off your daughters to establish a new kingdom or whatever the people in medieval times do. And you're under the impression you're meeting Charles the Bald. They don't have pictures at this time. And you just meet this dude and he's hella hairy. Like, you gotta be shook like, a little all right, bit. Where's the bald guy? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Listen, I. Oh my God. The the names don't stop being bad. Listen. Oh, let's run through some of these. So Charles married Ermintrude. That doesn't matter. Um, with Ermintrude, he had a kid called Louis the Stammerer. Oh. He had he had <laughs> Charles the Child. <laughs> he had Lothair the Lame. What he? I'd like. Is this? Is he? Is he a big funny guy? Is that his thing? He's just a big funny guy. I wonder if it's one of those things where originally they were funny, and he's like, "Let's keep it rolling." And then they were like, they were trying to be funny with it, and they like the the guy, the stammerer, kind of tripped up once, and they were hoping he's like it was not a big thing, and then he just kept stammering, and they're like, "Fuck, we kind of got to roll Dude, with this." I mean, I I guess this was common, <laughs> and also like Charles Charles the Child. That's not even a joke. That's just a that's kid. My son. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like naming you like like. Like you think you're funny because you say you call like your cat cat like that's its name or like. Oh yeah. Okay, but straight up, Louis the stammer didn't stammer very long. I know he stammered the longest of the of the kids. Um, he was 33 when he died. Charles the child died at 19. Lothair the lame died at 18. Well, I mean, he was lame. Like, kill him off. <laughs> we don't need him. I'm kind. Yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind of getting that vibe. Um, <laughs> ooh, ooh, Rotrude. She lived a while. She was a nun. He had two nuns. Okay. He had a, he had two nuns and a monk. Monk. Uh, what was the monk's name? That was Low There the Lame. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I should have figured the monk was the lame one. Oh, he's a, you know, there's like the King James Bible. There's the first Bible of Charles the Bald. Oh, that's me and you are starting a new church. Easy. Easy. Okay, we've gotten a little off topic, so I'll let you get back to Charles the Bald. I'd like to think that in Charles the Bald's like uh, Bible, he has given everyone nicknames. <laughs> like uh... Judas the Dick. <laughs> it's like before you get to Judas betraying Jesus, you're like, why does this dude keep calling him Judas the Dick? He seems, <laughs> yeah, he, why does he, he just keep calling he, him an asshole? He seems kind of, you know, he seems like a good guy, and they're like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. You open the first book of the uh, of the gospel, like Matthew verse one, chapter one. It's like Jesus the crucified. And you're, <laughs> you're like, ah, like, oh. like, spoilers much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
There's no subtle foreshadowing at all. <laughs> or, or, okay, now this is this is this is going to potentially cross some boundaries, but because Charles the Bald was a play on him not being bald, what if to Charles the Bald's Bible was also the opposite, like Judas the homie? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus the dick. Oh God. Oh, okay, one last thing about Charles the Bald. His Wikipedia page starts with, not to be confused with, Charles the Bold. So there was someone way cooler. Dude, imagine how, like, how mad you would be if, like, you're Charles the Bold and you start going through, like, middle Europe down to, like, Italy and whatnot and everyone keeps calling you Charles the Bald. Just put no respect on your name. You're getting chirped left and right. Yeah, it looks like he came around like 600 years later. So. Ah, damn. <laughs> I'm not Charles the Bald. He died 600 years ago. <laughs> sure. He also. Ah, we're getting so off topic, but Charles the Bald died at the Battle of Nancy, and that sounds soft too, so. Yeah, that is kind of soft. How are you going to be bold and die at a battle called Nancy? <laughs> okay, back to the dead pope. Okay, so he does this really good job uh, being in Bulgaria, and then um, eventually, like, everyone's like, oh, hey, like, he should be pope, or, like, he should, like, have more power in the court. He does this great job. And then eventually uh, what happens is Charles the Bald comes in and um, appoints John the Eighth. And during this time, like Formosus flees because he knows like the new, the new administration, I guess, is not crazy about it. Yeah. So John the Eighth issues this series of accusations against like John and I guess a bunch of Pope Nicholas the First boys. Being like, oh yeah, um, like they're like bad dudes who are against the church, and they were saying Formosus was a bad guy because a bunch of the people from Bulgaria liked him so much that they like wouldn't accept new bishops, and so in that sense, he was like, Formosus was attempting to like usurp the papacy, and um like go against what the church was saying, which to be fair, it sounds like he just did a good job and then like didn't agree with the guy. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving forward, essentially, um, there's this council called Troyes and this guy named the Oxalis at Naples says Formosus begs for forgiveness and, oh, they excommunicate Formosus, which in the Catholic church means like you're never allowed in the church. And at that time means you're like damned to hell forever. Um, so, uh, Oxalus at Naples says Formosus comes to this meeting and essentially says, like, hey, like, please just don't excommunicate me. I'll never take office again. I'll never, like, go back to Rome and I'll, like, I'll leave the church, essentially. But, like, just don't excommunicate me so I can, like, still practice. And he's unexcommunicated. However, there are records that dispute what the Oxalis of Naples was saying, which is it kind of rocks that you can just lie your way through history and, and say whatever you want. I mean, me and you have definitely, we've covered this at like how you could pretty much write whatever you want back then. And like, this is it coming into play. Yep. Um, so 
eventually, you know, uh, John's kind of like chilling, just, or no, Formosa's chilling and uh, kind of hanging out. And then John the Eighth dies. So everyone says Formosus was like, hey, I'll never be a bishop again. Hey, I'll leave the church. He comes back to the church and becomes the bishop of Porto and uh, eventually becomes elected pope because he's doing a good job. So, the moral of the story is, um, with God, all things are possible. Um, You just got to ignore the haters and eventually (laughs) you'll become pope. That was bravo, bravo. (laughs) I've been waiting to drop that one all episode. <laughs> Philippians 4.13, baby. Um, so, at this point, you know, you gotta imagine that um, he's pretty happy that he is he is now the, the ruler. And the reason he's the ruler is because um, this new guy, Stephen the... Oh, no, 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 wait. I'm getting this wrong. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I can't remember how he became ruler. It just kind of says he got there. So I feel like, you know, if the if the old administration was so against him, he had to get there by something cool. Uh, how do you think he got there? Hmm. So everyone else just... just died? Or not. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, for him to be appointed, it had to be someone, like, something had to change because the old guard didn't like him, but it doesn't say what changed. Do you have any ideas? I'm, I'm blanking right now. I was going to say he probably had a sick motivational speech before, like, at a pregame or something, before the boys were hitting the town. <laughs> this will be the greatest night of your life. God told me so. <laughs> Dude, if I was the if I was the Pope, and this is why I will never be the Pope, I would just get drunk all the time and say God said to do dope shit. <laughs> <laughs> like God told God told me to do a backflip on this four wheeler. Yeah, I mean, you gotta think you gotta think in that same vein that that if these people had a one eighty on their feelings about them, they definitely did some really bad shit. And they're like, okay, the next closest guy that can forgive us of what we just did is Formosus, Formaku, whatever his name is. Um, like, right, like, hey, we just uh, accidentally, not accidentally, but we definitely just invaded a whole new nation and killed a bunch of women and children. But our guy just died, so you want to forgive us, bud? Okay, fine. You you can call the shots now. Or maybe it's like uh, that's this guy's problem now. Ooh, like have fun explaining that to God. A scapegoat. Yeah. Except instead theory. of you know just instead of like making them bad in the public eye, you're also trying to send them to hell, which is a different level of scapegoating. That's, that's next level thinking. We hate this guy so much that we're going to appoint him to try and send him to hell. That's that's tough, but I appreciate uh, the effort. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, so Formosus becomes Pope, and he crowns this guy Lambert of Spoleto, the co-ruler of the Holy Roman Empire. 
um, with Lambert's and uh, Lambert's father, Guy the Third of Spoleto, had earlier been crowned king. So Lambert is the new ruler. Also, why don't why is the name Guy used more often? Just in in, in life. Yeah, like I mean. I can only name one guy off the top of my head, and that's Guy Fieri, and that dude rocks hard. There's Guy Harvey. Okay. Shout out to every white high schooler in South Georgia. Um, I don't know who Guy Harvey is. That's I say that because it's the clothing brand. It's the, it's oh, the red. I thought that's Ed Hardy. <laughs> that's oh. a different clothing brand. Guy Harvey is not giving that they make like fishing clothing, which I think is worn by a lot more people. Okay. But, you know, like Guy Harvey's. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see yeah. it. Yeah, you know the big fish on the back. That's what every high school dude thought he was cool wearing every day of school. I know I did. Um, guy. Okay, um, Guy. Guy Fox. He tried to blow up British Parliament in, I think, the sixteen hundreds. So this is a weird. This is a weird deep cut. I just remember a Drake and Josh episode where one of the bad dudes' names was Guy, and the cops didn't believe him because the name they gave was Guy. So they thought that they were lying. Dude, we should name our kid Guy. It gives him, like, so many outs to get out of situations where, you know, he might be a question for crimes. That's literally what this episode, the premise of this episode was built off of. There was a... uh, I don't know how I remember this. It was like literally 15 years ago, but the two bad guys' names were Buddy and Guy. So they just sound like fake people. Um, there's the nation of Guyana. I don't think you're pronouncing that right. How do you think it's pronounced? I don't know, but it's... there. You Is that in South America? It is. If you had asked me, I would have said Africa, so good on you. Yeah, so you oh, think... Wait, let me see if I can... You think... That nation is pronounced Guyana. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to try and find a pronunciation. <laughs> That's what I'm doing in right me- now. In the-, in the meantime, let's listen to the anthem. <laughs> what? Is this the Guyana? It's a- yeah, this is the Guyana National Anthem. Guyana? It's, uh- you actually might be right. All right, let's hear it. Hold on. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. say it. Damn it! Oh, I don't know if they. I don't. I don't know if the the mic picked it up. Let me put it closer. I I I heard it a little bit, but if it doesn't pick up, I'll throw Hold it on. in there. Let's let's rattle off some Guyana facts. Oh. Guess their GDP. Let me put, okay. Let me play it one more time. Guyana. That's you were actually spot on, but you just sounded super white doing it. I mean, have you met me? Yeah, that's very true. One of your stand-up bits is that you. <laughs> you look like a bag of milk. So, it's it's not wrong. Guess guess their GDP. Ooh, oh, I'm bad with this. I don't know anything. Um, in terms of U.S. dollars, uh, it's I'm gonna say something super disrespectful because I'm super uneducated. Fifteen million. Uh really good. It was a uh, thirteen point six million. Are you serious? Or bill, billion. Fuck. Billion. Okay, I was about to say, oh, yeah, why did I say million? That's that's just disrespectful. <laughs> that's so disrespectful. That's um, called, yeah, that's called just being ignorant. And that was talking Guyana. <laughs> uh, 
How did we get the Guyana again? Oh, we talked about the name Guy. Guy Third, the ruler. So he Guy the Third is this this new ruler. So immediately, Formosus makes one of the alpha most alpha moves like of all time, in my opinion. He immediately offers another ruler to come and conquer the kingdom and get rid of Guy. That's that's pretty gangster. I mean, I I think uh, next time I like I get a job or something, I'm just gonna reach out to a competing company and just be like, "You want our secrets? <laughs> I'll give them to you." They they put a lot of trust in me over here, and I'm about to ruin all of it. So. He invites these people, he invites uh, the Carolingian Arnulf of Corinthia to invade Italy and receive the imperial crown. Invasion fails, but it doesn't matter because Guy dies, like, almost immediately afterwards. So, Formosus renews his invitation while, like, the the kingdom is kind of in disarray. The throne and this time, is yeah, empty. Arnulf is... <laughs> I think, like, based on how often people die, like, if it say me and you are in, like, the king's court, and it's like, do one of you guys want to try taking this? I'm like, I don't want it. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't want that target You on can my have it. Like, I'm I'm still getting the, the concubines and the riches of the poor, like, <laughs> or not the riches of the poor, but, you know, just everything they own. <laughs> you know, I'll take that. Yeah, you're also getting the riches of the middle class, the riches of the poor, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 sitting pretty. I'm sitting pretty where I am. Um, so he invites Arnolf to come again, and this time Arnolf comes and like crosses the Alps, and finally, after about thirty years of, you know, papal infighting and like trying to Establish himself as the Pope with a leader he likes. He finally has, like, his guy. And then he dies, like, a few months later. Tough. Tough. Him, him and Arnoff both die within a few months later. Hey, it's it's uh, not about the destination. It's about the journey. Exactly. Do you think uh, on his deathbed, he's like... Instead of thanking God for everything he's gotten, he's like, this is horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no way this was worth it. <laughs> yeah. I've been, a, I've been in political asylum trying to overthrow uh, principalities and, and talking to these people to come over the Swiss Alps for the past 30 years, and I just, this is all it was? Oh. Yeah, it's got to be a pretty sobering experience. Not great. Um, so when does when does so who gets put on trial seven hundred years later? It's seven months. Seven months. Okay. Why did I think seven hundred years? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I think that's because Charles the Bold was six hundred years. That's Charles exactly what it was. My mind just completely. Okay. So seven months. That makes way more sense. The past fifteen minutes, I'm like, how are we about to jump seven hundred years? That would rock if someone hated someone so much they brought them their corpse back 700 years later to put them on trial. 
Okay, so seven. Can months. you think of anyone worth putting on trial from the 1400s? Let me tell you, William Shakespeare, that motherfucker can come catch these hands. Those books aren't that good. Hey, that's if, that's if he even existed. Dum dum dum. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that conspiracy that he never actually existed? Well, I think it's corroborated somewhat well by the fact that his wife was named Anne Hathaway. So, did did you know that? Yes, but what's the why is that damning evidence? So if they're gonna just come up with Shakespeare and act like he's been around all this time, so I imagine if he didn't even exist, he's been installed in the public in the last you know twenty five years, and all adults just kind of agreed to roll with it to keep us in school and reading books. So they're like, who's a young starlet that these kids will remember the name of, and like uh, they'll like this guy because he was married to a person of that name. Anne Hathaway. Also, Shakespeare died on his birthday. Talk about getting lazy with your storyline. <laughs> you have clearly <clears throat> researched this before. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. <laughs> All right, so, so for our next tangent, should we just read one of his entire plays? Um. Yeah, so uh, do you remember like many of the plays from... Uh, from high school, I remember a few. Um, I think the only play we actually read was Romeo and Juliet. Um, one, one of the, did you guys ever watch one of the greatest uh, uh, one of the greatest voicemails I've ever received was my roommate in college. I didn't pick up his phone call. Uh, I think twice in a row, and as a punishment, he left a voicemail on the third one where he just recited as much as ha- of Hamlet as he could until the voicemail cut out. And I, That's pretty good. Hamlet's kind of a weird one. I like Hamlet, though. Have you ever read about it? Nope. Or like, so it's essentially the Lion King. So, like, Hamlet is the, the prince, or I think Ham... They're all named Ham something... Which is kind of funny in itself, but Hamlet's the prince. His dad dies, and but his dad is killed by his brother. No one, no one knows yet. Spoiler alert: uh, the story's only five hundred years old, you idiots. Um, but um, <laughs> essentially, uh, his brother starts trying to bang his mom, and uh, you know, rail her walls out, and, oh uh, and Hamlet's not having it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just can't wait to be king. It literally, and, and the thing is, like, Hamlet goes away to, like, study at school, I think, on some other island and, like, meets some friends. It, like, it actually is the plot for Lion King. Well, thank you. Now I don't have to read it. Um, Ooh, we read right. Othello. Okay, and that's a good one. Black protagonist, very progressive. But it, But everyone hated him, right? That was the whole thing. Okay, maybe it wasn't as progressive as I remembered. I think that was part of the, uh, yeah, the whole thing was that they didn't like Othello. Even though um, I think Othello was the good guy, but oh, but, no one likes him, even though he's the good but guy. But they were racist. Okay, that's a good story. I like that. Um, how do you think we can? How do you think we can redo? Um, 
Hamlet, so it's not him just his his uncle like trying to trying to get in his mom's cheeks. What what do you mean? How can we redo Hamlet? I think I think we could redo it. Maybe instead of trying to like become the king by killing his brother and marrying the the mom, maybe he just wants to throw a really elaborate dinner party where everyone has fun hats and Hamlet's not having it because his dad wouldn't have liked it because everyone knows his dad had luscious hair and hated wearing hats. But of course the mom being the woman in this situation, she's going to want to have a dinner party with fun hats. I have no idea how your brain works. (laughs) I was about to say, this is something that you've also thought about, but there's no way, because we just went on this William Shakespeare tangent, and then we just picked Hamlet, and here you are, redoing the plot to fucking Hamlet right now. I think it's a good plot lesson. I, like, uh, (laughs) could you imagine... Like, you're tarnishing my dad's good name with these hats, and then, like, he's like, but look at this. <laughs> these hats. And he, like, puts on a silly red cowboy hat, and his mom's like, oh, Hamlet, look how much fun it is. And then Hamlet's like, mom, stop it. Oh, my God. Okay, Romeo and Juliet, how do we redo, redo it? Uh... <laughs> I'm just trying to get back to old Formosus getting put on trial. Okay, um, oh, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's get a redo of Romeo yeah. and Juliet. I don't even know at this point. You have just completely, just I'm baffled right now. So what, what do you, what do you got for me? Just go ahead and take take the lead here. So, um, you know how it's the Capulets versus the Montagues? Yes. Um, so they play a heated, um, like a heated, uh, basketball game against each other and it ties because Romeo bricks a three at the end and they learn that friendship is the most important lesson anyway. Do Romeo and Juliet still kill each other? Um, well, they kill themselves first off. Uh, yeah, they do. They were disappointed about the result of the game. (laughs) So they really wanted to win (laughs) down that he offed himself and Juliet still loved Romeo. So she just, (laughs) no, they're both just competitors. Um, (laughs) they they wanted to win. Wait, but they're on different teams. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so they were like, Oh, you know, I'm hoping that. I can win and like uh, hold it over him for the rest of our marriage. Um, but then they just couldn't deal. I mean, you know how they, okay, how about this? You know how they say it, a tie is like kissing your sister? Both of them married their respective siblings instead of each other. After the basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, Formosus dies, and um, and they appoint this new pope. Pope, I don't know how to pronounce this. Guy's Dude, you've name, said so uh, many names, I I've lost count. So just 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 get the white people hate okay. uh, Formosus. Okay, so for 
Formosus dies, or Formosus dies, Boniface the sixth becomes the the Pope, dies in two weeks. That's a weak performance. <laughs> That's a very weak performance. This is going off the rails. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay. And then Stephen the sixteenth becomes Pope. And Stephen the Sixteenth is like kind of an asshole and hated Formosus. So he is, you know, hanging around for a while, you know, doing Pope shit, like uh, kissing babies and forgiving people of their sins, trying to, you know, overthrow some countries, uh, shuffling around children, uh, doing Pope shit. And this new, this, the Lambert guy who, uh, was the son of Guy the Third? He gets power again, and so Lambert is like, "Yo, fuck Formosus. That guy sucks ass. We need to like do something to prove he you really sucks ass." And Stephen's like, "You know, it's cool. Dead bodies. <laughs> you ever seen one? It's pretty neat." Like, also, like, I don't know how when you're trying to reassert your power, you're like... I mean, you already beat the dead guy. Why are you getting the dead guy back again? I mean, some people really want to rub it in. That's true. Um, so they, they dig up... What's the... Oh! His... Oh! 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 Uh, uh, meme. Meme to post is the dude at the funeral... Had to visit my enemies. <laughs> oh yeah! Had to go to my enemy's funeral just to make sure he's dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Stephen the Six right there. I'm writing that one down. <laughs> um. So, Stephen the Six becomes pope, and they're they're like, we got to get back at this guy. So he tells the people to go dig up his, <laughs> go dig up his body. They put it in full like papal garb, and then they put him on the stand. And they have a cardinal, or no, a deacon, answer for like the deceased uh, priest. Oh. So like they ask the priest question, like the corpse, and this guy just has to be like, "Yeah, do, it was bad." Do you think he? Do you think he acts like? Formosus is whispering in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? No. Sh- speak up. I don't want to tell him that. <laughs> you say it. Um, I I would just like, if you're one of like the guards or one of, you know, kind of like the tangential characters in that, you got to be just like, this guy's lost his mind. Like, yes. this is... This is why. I might have made a mistake so, by appointing this man. Yeah. So, they they convict him of perjury because they say, like, uh, remember when he went back to testify and he said he was never going to be a bishop again? So they convict him of perjury for lying at the council. They convict him of becoming a bishop while he's supposed to be a layman. And violation of canon law. So, um... They strip him of his papal vestments. Um, then they, they just make the corpse naked, which is just such a weird move at this point. How, like, how quickly does the human body decay? That's, dude, that's a question I tragically, like, 
do not even. I uh, yeah, like we we definitely been put on a couple lists for for googling things, but like I not this time. Like yeah, like I, I was pretty uncomfortable typing in like what was that the Adult Swim Boston bombing? Like didn't feel good about that one. <laughs> didn't feel good about that one at all. But I'm not about to Google how long it takes for a body to decay. Because sometimes Google will show, like, just pop up those pictures at the top without you asking. So, basically, what I'm getting at is, was this skeleton? Was there shit still attached? Did it stink in the courtroom? What's going on here? Well, first off, it was the 800, so no one showered. So, yes, it stunk in the courtroom. (laughs) Um, So, let's look at images of of the Synod. Um, there's a couple paintings. Yeah, it definitely... Okay, so what the vibe I'm kind of getting is it's skeleton and... Oh, no, this one kind of... It looks like a kind of regular corpse. Um, this one, it looks like a skeleton with some of the hair on it still. What does a regular corpse uh, look like? You mean just like a dead body? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Like, maybe, obviously, like a tiny bit decayed. Um, so a zombie. Yeah, kind of. Was Formosus the first ever zombie? Uh, well, no, that was Jesus. We've been over this. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm wearing my Walking Dead cosplay gear, and I'm going to mass on Sunday. <laughs> and people are going to be like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? I'm like, happy Easter. I'm celebrating the birth of Christ. He's risen. Not the birth of Christ. <laughs> That's so, yeah. Wear the same outfit at Christmas. <laughs> to Christmas? <laughs> Sorry, I get I get it. Christmas and Easter mix up sometimes. Classic mix you're, up. You're what you're what preachers call a CEO. Uh, Christmas Easter only. I think like if I ever go like, oh God, dude, it'd be like <laughs> it'd be such a good, it would be such a good YouTube prank to dress up like a zombie and go to mass. Like, like, it's the perfect prank. It's harmless. You have, like, legitimate reason to be like, listen, like, you rose from the dead. Like, I'm celebrating him. And, like, there's no way that, like, they can just... Like, I think you have an argument to be like, I can stay here. You know what I mean? I can stay. (laughs) Like, that's... There's the saying, you know, like... You know, like, like I'm sweating more than a, a whore in church, and you know, people say like, "Oh, I'll, you know, I'll catch on fire if I walk in there." I seriously think <laughs> you would spontaneously combust <laughs> if you walked into a church in a zombie outfit and tried to justify why you represent Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, if if I ever get to that point, like. uh be concerned if you if you ever see me post that video. Don't get me wrong; it's it's gonna get views. It's gonna but, get a but lot. Maybe, of views, but maybe maybe call you one off and check on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I think that would literally kill my grandmother. <laughs> I think the fact that we're talking about it would definitely. <sighs> it's not. It's not good for our grandmothers. No, this is not. And. Which is also like, uh, 
I'm going to call her after this. And she's going to be like, Matt, how are you doing? And I'm like, good. She's like, what have you been up to? And I'm like, nothing. I wasn't talking about, uh, you know, going to church dressed like a zombie on Easter or anything like that. Well, good, honey. I didn't think you were anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, dude, it'd be even better if you got a squad of people to do it. Oh, what, so all of a sudden we're recreating the thriller thriller music video on Easter? No, dude, dancing is a sin. Why would we do that in the Lord's house? That's also true. Jeez. Um, So, they they convict Formosus, and at least this, like, so, this guy, uh, Stevie the Six, has the decency to re... (laughs) Yeah. Shout out Stevie, (laughs) cadaver side on... (laughs) That's what it's called officially, by the way. The cadaver synod. Because synod's like the trial of a pope. Um, Have we had any of those in our so, lifetime? Uh, no. I don't think... I mean... Pope... Uh, Benedict, he retired early, which is very rare. That's the first time that's happened in like a couple hundred years. Hmm. Um, okay. So, anyway... Um, he has the decency to rebury him, but a bunch of like uh, a bunch of his boys decide to to dig the corpse up again and tie weights to it and throw it into the river. Oh wow! And so it uh, the body eventually washes up on the shore of the Tiber River in in Rome, and uh, people are pissed. People aren't too thrilled about it. Um, I'm not sure if it's because they like like the Pope or they were like, all right, we're getting a little out of hand here. Um, so, Stephen's like, public image, image is awful at this point. And uh, a, a crowd rises up and they arrest him. And uh, he gets strangled in jail. Alrighty. And we are back at no popes. And, uh... I, uh... Thinking back on it, I didn't really have a good ending point for this one. It's just kind of the Pope getting strangled in jail. Um, we can leave it there. You know, it's not not every story has a fairy tale. Has, has a Shakespearean ending. I, w- I wonder how many popes have, like... That's a pretty legendary pope pope death getting strangled in jail. Like, imagine if, like, say, Pope Francis kind of, like, disappears off the face of the earth for a few years. I don't know. Goes and does whatever. And they're like, yeah, he, uh, he OD'd on coke with, uh, with a bunch, a bunch of, uh, the cast of a local Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, theater production... Well, he was in Topeka, Kansas. I would hope the Pope would be somewhere better than Topeka. Yeah, Topeka's kind of a shithole. If you listen, if you're from Topeka and you listen to this podcast, fuck you. <laughs> We're down to move from 25 to 24 followers. I swear to God. Yeah, I'm taking a hard. <laughs> we have a hard anti-Topeka stance on this podcast. <laughs> um, 
Okay, let's uh, let's just let's just let's just wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's let's put a bow on this one. Uh, so, what are your uh, what are your lessons from this one? My lesson is that that Jesus was technically a zombie. Okay, that, that's a good one. And that every Easter for the rest of my life, I'm going to need to text you the day before to make sure you're not doing anything <laughs> out of pocket. <laughs> what if I dressed up like a zombie but still put on the pastels? <laughs> <laughs> The, the makeup and everything was there, but the attire was <laughs> was perfectly wearing, spot on. You're still wearing a pink and green button down, some khaki pants, and like some fucking Sperry's. Like it's fucking, oh my god. <laughs> Just the pastels. That would be all time. <laughs> um, my, my, my takeaway from this is the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Vermosis can do every anything through Christ who strengthens them. Do you think any of those yeah. popes got the tattoo, like the like the the arm tat, like the forearm, maybe the trap tat, like Philippians four thirteen with like a lion on it? Like it just kind of made them. I'm gonna come out. I, I don't know if they did, but I'm coming out with a hard line stance at this point. If you're going to be canonized as Pope, the canonization is getting a full back tat of the like a, a really like overdone cross with Philippians four thirteen and some like uh, some tax like some really uh, overdone cursive. But it's got the quote the the Bible verse because you know all Bibles read slightly differently. It has to be from the Charles the Bald's version. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to do some research on that. The Charles the Bald Bible. <laughs> what kind of Bible do you read? King James? No, Charles the Bald. <laughs> All righty. On that note... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, there's a faction somewhere of people who... Who study that one? Who study that Bible? <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna do some research on it. This was a fun one. I enjoyed. I this. thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um. All right. So on that note, uh, thank you to everyone who listens and has made it this far. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, uh, follow us on social media at Lower Education. Uh, this time, I'm actually going to post memes and try and do better. Um, because this is a pretty solid one. And, uh, as always, I'm joined by, uh, or I'm Matt Schnowski, um, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Rob Thompson. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> Happy Easter. Peace. <laughs>